Welcome to the Perimenopausal Mamas Podcast for hormonal mamas who want to reclaim their own natural state of health to thrive and raise healthy kids. I'm Dr. Lisa Weeks, naturopathic doctor in Toronto, Canada. I'm a perimenopausal mama to my toddler named Stuart. And I'm Dr. Tony Reed. I'm a naturopathic doctor, birth doula, and hypnobirthing educator in Calgary, Alberta. And I'm a perimenopausal mama to my little girl, Frankie. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not meant to substitute professional medical advice. Always consult with your licensed healthcare provider. Welcome back, everyone, to the Perimenopausal Mamas podcast. This is Dr. Tony, and I am super excited to have a really special, wonderful guest with me today to talk about how to make our lives easier. (laughs) Because there's, I mean, so many of us, so many of us are really struggling out there when it comes to just juggling everything that we need to juggle in terms of our kids, our work, our relationships. And while we've had a bit of a unofficial kind of series around burnout, we've definitely been talking about burnout on the podcast lately for a reason. And um, there's some things that have been missing. And so that's why I'm really happy that uh, Dr. Liz Bolin accepted my invitation to come and be on the podcast with me today. Uh, Let me just tell you a little bit about Dr. Liz. Dr. Liz is a naturopathic doctor and the founder of the Bolin Health Institute. Um, She is just a wonderful guide on the journey of bridging science, medicine, the magic of quantum healing, Uh, You know, Dr. Liz really has previously was really feeling trapped and really a black sheep all of her life. So she really found that she allowed herself to push herself to find freedom to really allow herself to thrive. And uh, being a perfectionist and an overachiever, she has adopted imperfect action and has really triumphed in uh, being high functioning. She's really uh, an amazingly, truthfully, truly authentic soul. She sees everyone's inner magnificence and really holds a sacred space for people to really thrive. And she's amazing at calling people out on their BS, <laughs> as I know myself. And she really is amazing at really compassionately guiding people to get beyond themselves and in spite of themselves, <laughs> find success. So not only am I super excited to be on this journey with Dr. Liz now as a practitioner of quantum mind-body medicine through the Bolin Health Institute's Virtual Healing Hub. I'm so excited, Liz, that you join me today for this conversation. Thanks so much. You're welcome. I am really excited to be here. This is near and dear to my heart. I have been through burnout. I have a young child. I am a single mom who juggles it all. 
And this is something that we all struggle with and something that is totally, totally overcomable. Mm-hmm. This doesn't have to be your defining moment. This gets to be your checkpoint. I'm so excited to be talking about boundaries and burnout and the magic that can happen when you make small, simple tweaks. Amazing. So, I mean, let's even, can we just start off because a lot of people may have heard of boundaries or or what are we talking about when we talk about boundaries or people may even be saying, my boundaries are amazing. They have nothing to do with me being overwhelmed and burnt out. (laughs) And and what do you say about to that, Dr. Liz? I would say I used to be one of those people. I was like, my boundaries are phenomenal. I know exactly what it is. It's set in stone. And then throughout my journey, I had a coach back in the day go, "Um, excuse me, those aren't called boundaries. Those are called walls. They're typically heavy artillery and there's no boundary. And it's as soon as you hit a certain point, watch the explosion. So everyone backs up. So, boom, right. It's the difference between walls and boundaries. So walls, which a lot of people confuse into a healthy boundary, look and sound like this, that everything's good until you know that there's a no-go zone. As soon as someone steps on, I want to say the metaphorical landmine outside it where they got too close, where you ignored all the signs from your body, all the signs from your life, from the people around you saying that you needed to implement them. And you just got to the point you're like, no, I'm done. That's enough. This is where you're going to see more of the reactive way to set a boundary. And I have a boundary with air quotes going on right there. Those are considered walls. They're a hard stop. A healthy boundary is a discussion. It's an agreement in all of your relationships. And you have boundaries with your children, with your spouse, with your business. Your calendar is an actual form of a boundary if used appropriately. You have energetic boundaries. You have ideas and your boundaries around when to share and when not to share. Now, boundaries aren't just with other people. You also have boundaries with self. And your boundary with self starts with being able to listen to yourself and the confidence to go, no, this is me. This is my space. This is behavior that I allow around me. This is the way I will be talked to. This is the way, what I want energy-wise. This is what I want in my house. All of those are healthy boundaries and no one really talks about them. Because you're supposed to have them and no one teaches you how to set them either. That's really key. (laughs) I do hear there's a magic formula that you can do. That, again, I was not taught when I was younger, especially as a woman. That was not a thing. Yeah, because boundaries are just different for for women in general. There's that piece of 
it's so common in terms of our socialization as females of the taking care of and the people pleasing and the putting people before uh, and, and people and their needs before ours. So I, I mean, I definitely, definitely have that tendency. And there's that definitely, I have that tendency for that automatic, like, yes, I can do this. Yes, I can do this. Yep. No problem. Yep. I can. Yeah, I'll do that. I love to do that. And, and just the yes, yes, yes. And being that automatic yes, without really checking in with myself of like, oh, what really works. Yes. That self-check is huge. Do I even want to say yes? Yes. <laughs> so I hinted at a magic boundary formula. And that's the first step. Like, ask for space. And it's, thank you for asking. Let me get back to you. That one beautiful, sweet <laughs> sentence allows you to have space to do a self-check-in. Where you are asking yourself, A. Do I want to? And if the answer is no, when you're checking in with yourself, then your out loud answer is no. <laughs> and B, the next checkpoint, if it passes, do I want to? So it passes that. And now you're going on to B, do I have it to give? And that's in time, money, and in energy. So if you're a burnt out mom who does not have a lot of time, who does not have a lot of energy and may not have a lot of extra cash on hand, most of the time you're going to sit here and go, no, I'm overextended. At this point, I would love to be able to help you, though for my own well-being, my answer is no. Because I come first. and. Let's say you did have it to give. You did want to. The last piece most everyone misses is under what conditions? Which means, okay, I don't mind doing that as long as the baby's been fed, changed, and you're home by 10 p.m., you get to put conditions as to when you want to do it and when you will do it. And no one does that. One of my favorite examples is older children taking the car. And you go, yeah, you can take the car as long as you're home by 10 p.m. It's filled back up with gas. So I have a full tank when I go use the car tomorrow morning. And on the weekend, you wash it. Those are the conditions. And if they're agreed upon and communicated, you actually had a conversation and you actually have an agreement that is healthy. Yeah, because how often are we like saying, oh, yeah, that works. And then getting into a situation where it was like, oh, I didn't realize it was going to be like this. I didn't realize that this was going to happen and this was involved and yeah, because that whole piece of really setting the scene of the conditions that yeah. work and, and being specific with details around that. 
Yeah, really getting what is required of the ask mm-hmm. specifically. So when you're saying, do you have time, money, and energy? What do I specifically need to have time, money, and energy for? Because that may change it. So this is where you communicate. This mm-hmm. is where you ask your questions. Because a boundary in its essence is an agreement between people. So have an open heart-centered conversation around it. So take your time to fully understand what you are committing to. And then state your conditions. Now, if any of those check-in points with yourself is a no, you get to say no. And no is a complete sentence. I know. Women are one of the first people who always give the, the life story and all the reasonings. I, no, stop it. I'd love no. to, but blah, 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 blah. This is happening. <laughs> exactly. Not needed. The boundary is just no. I appreciate the you asking me and no. Sometimes I'll add a thank you onto that. No, yes. thank you. Please, no, thank you. That's good. Please have manners. That That's wonderful. That's a complete sentence and no need for an explanation. And this is the point. When you give an explanation, it's because you feel bad, mm-hmm. which is telling yourself and taking yourself and how you felt in that whole check-in out of the equation. You don't apologize for honoring yourself. You don't give an excuse for honoring yourself. You just honor yourself. And no. And most people will accept that and go, oh, thanks. Thanks for letting me know. I appreciate you honestly giving me an answer. Uh, You didn't have to say yes. No one wants the obligation to go into it. So it's, it's a beautiful way to create healthier relationships. And a safety mechanism to do so. And the one last piece, which I took a a little while to get used to, it's called a consequence. I know. And consequences aren't what people think. Mm -hmm. Consequences are appropriate. So let's say we go back to the older child taking the car. Now, the consequence, which is agreed upon when you're making the agreement. Consequences happen as the agreement is being made. It's okay. So if you do not fill up the car with gas, that amount of money is coming out of your allowance. Whatever it costs me to fill up the car just comes out of your weekly allowance. And every minute that you're late past 10 p.m. is what, say you're 15 minutes late, The next time you go out, you have to be back by 9.45. They're appropriate pieces of the agreement. And they're set while you're forming the agreement. Because without a consequence, you have a hope and a wish. I hope someone's actually going to follow what I am saying and the agreement. It's a hope and a wish. I hope someone really respects my boundaries. Right? And... (laughs) I hear that your boundaries are your responsibility to enforce. I know. So not another thing we have to do. (laughs) Once you do it, it's phenomenal. Mm. The space and the energy you reclaim 
when you put in a, a beautiful, healthy boundary is like times 20 of what you were having beforehand. So that consequence ensures that you have a way to enforce your boundaries. That stops it from being a hope and a wish. I hope they respect. I hope they respect me. I hope they listen to me. It changes the dynamic. It went into a hope and a wish into I am empowered. And this is the agreement we made. It's neutral. You agreed to it. That's how we we entered into an agreement. And you also agreed to the consequence. So then the consequence is then neutral. Anything that was done, especially for parents, and it was not set up front, then becomes a punishment. And it's a lot of dependency, right? So this is the key piece of this is how I enforce my boundary. This is how I create safety. This is how I create a deeper relationship because now there is something that's agreed upon I can enforce in a neutral way. It's not personal anymore. It takes it off it from being you. It takes it into we had an agreement. Own up to this beautiful agreement we have and enforce it, which also presupposes you must enforce the consequence. That's the thing, too. It's like, how is anyone else going to respect your boundaries if you don't respect your boundaries and set up and maintain your boundaries completely? They can't. And if you will not communicate them, how are they supposed to know where your boundaries are? Oh, you mean you mean no one's gonna mind read? No. And if they do, you may not like the mind read. Mm -hmm. So because your boundaries may not be their boundaries. Mm -hmm. And that's typically how people go into any form of relationship between each other, is they have their code of ethics and the way they want to be treated, and that has nothing to do with the other person. So if you're not having this clear cut, you know, set out loud in a specific manner where both people understand, then there actually is no boundary. And you can't actually really get mad at the other person because if you are either passive aggressively assuming they can understand you or you're refusing to set them in the first place. The responsibility lies on you. Their job is not to make sure that you were taken care of. Your job is to make sure that you can communicate, that you can hold your own boundary, that you can beautifully set them. And that takes all your energy back Mm -hmm. because your energy is not going other places. It's now contained in this beautiful thing called the boundary. And if we are not, if we don't have the boundaries and we're not even recognizing that we don't have boundaries, I mean, there can be a lot of frustration and anger and resentment. And I, again, I'm speaking from personal experience too. (laughs) Yes. One of the first places or the first signs, signs and symptoms Mm -hmm. of a boundary missing is anger. Mm-hmm. So your emotion of anger typically comes from 
a chemical message just saying, hey, no, that's not okay. Anger is telling you, no, that's not okay. Which essentially means that my boundary has been crossed. And as you grow, as you learn, your boundaries shift and change from person to person. It's different. So as you're learning, that's okay. The anger that's popping up is just your sign. I need to put a boundary. And the other sign and symptom where you need to put boundaries in is any place there is drama in your life. I said the drama word. (laughs) Drama and chaos. I'll do them both. Drama and chaos. Nice. Yeah. There needs to be boundaries put in place. Clear cut, specifically stated, enforced boundaries. And sometimes that's not, I mean, yes, that can absolutely involve other people. But the, and then there's like the boundaries kind of with ourselves and like our boundaries around our schedule. And we're not setting that up for ourselves, then yeah, there can be a lot of anger and frustration. And again, it still comes back to you. Yes. So 99% of boundary breaks Mm -hmm. breaks with boundaries with self. Like 99% of them doesn't really have to do with the other person. Now, if you're not taking the time to check in with yourself, that's a self-boundary break. You took yourself out of the equation. That's breaking your own boundary. If you have a schedule and you don't honor your schedule or your commitments, that is a boundary break with self. If you will not communicate how you are feeling, your needs, your wants, that's a self-boundary break. So notice the refusal to put in boundaries with other people or with other structures around you, say your schedule. You're breaking your own boundary. So that, I want to even go as far as rage, Mm -hmm. not just anger. We're going to go rage. Just builds and builds and builds in your body. At the end of the day, that's where a lot of burnout happens. Not only from the TCM perspective, where all of that fire energy literally burns through you, aka burnout, there's nothing left. It burnt through all the substance in your body. It goes in terms of it's nothing containing your energy because it's going other places at all times. You will not put this beautiful energetic bubble around you called boundaries to hold your energy in. You just give and give and give. The kid came in and I'm the default parent. So I'm giving there. I'm still, I'm giving to all people at work and my job or my career or my business. And you give all of that. And if you will not put that energetic bubble to keep your energy in and other people's energy out, you're asking for burnout in a very, very unconscious, meaning out of your awareness way. Yeah, because none of us do this on purpose. No, not at all. No, it's not. No. (laughs) No. People do not do it on purpose knowingly. Yeah. 
Though, my always thing is now that you know, you need to start taking the steps to make the changes. And like, these are simple, effective steps. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And really taking that time to put that into place and also taking the time to really check in and listen. I mean, I, I'm, I know I'm not going to speak for everyone, but really there's that piece of sometimes we can just get into like zombie automatic mode or just like, I can't stop. I just need to keep going. Just push through, push through, push through, push through. (laughs) Instead of just really like sitting back and asking, you know, what do I need? And like, am I getting my needs met? I mean, it was definitely uh, conversations with you and and learning with you, Dr. Liz, that prompted my previous episode on, you know, getting our needs met, which I'll definitely link in our show notes. <laughs> um, yes. You know, it's and again, it, it really comes to this piece where it's like it's not our fault. Like the way that we're programmed when we're young, especially as women, just doesn't serve us. It doesn't support our our healthy functioning. And it's that piece where it's where it's like, okay, now you know, and now you get to do better. I I'm I'd probably mess up that Maya Angelou quote <laughs> if I try to, you know, when you when you know better, you do better. Something like that, right? Because yes. we're not taught this when we're young. And it's, and I mean, there's a certain amount of like frustration and anger that we can experience around that and just like acknowledge that. Like that didn't work. And it's not our parents' fault. I mean, they do the best that they can. They do the best they can with the tools they have. We do the best we can with the tools we have. And now we have this beautiful opportunity to have these tools to step back and, and say, like, no, this I'm this isn't how I'm going. I'm not just going to do this automatic. I'm not going to put all of this on my shoulders. Um, because that can really seriously impact not only you know, your physical health, but also just like getting to live a life you love and get to enjoy your life and get to enjoy your relationships. <laughs> I hear joy is wonderful to put into your life. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Please, please bring more joy in. I know when I started doing that, a lot more joy happened mm. and it was a conscious decision and it's a conscious decision every single day. And when working on reprogramming especially for women the what i call the good girl syndrome Mm. where good girls don't set boundaries good girls fill everyone else's needs and essentially what we taught was that if we fill everyone else's needs that means our need for safety security and protection get met which is a survival mechanism i want moms to get out of surviving and start thriving So I always say, I'm the biggest person who says, when you're learning, go fall flat on your face. It's okay. You're just going to get up. 
reevaluate what happened and then go do it again. No one said it had to be graceful as much as we would like it to be. <laughs> it's not all the time. I like I have that shirt in different colors that it was not the most graceful when I was learning, nor does it have to be. Being okay with not being graceful, being okay with messing it up a little bit, being okay with actually learning how to do something new and laughing at yourself at the end of the day. Cause you know, sometimes it's just hilarious. It's just funny is part of reprogramming in a gentle way. And women aren't taught this moms, especially like we have this unrealistic expectations, not just from society, from ourselves. We perpetuate what society is allowed to deem for us because deep down, that's what we thought we should have. We're comparing ourselves to unrealistic standards, which is a self-boundary break. Boom. I know. And it just, it's one step. What did you do today? One step. Small little changes over long periods of time make a massive difference. It doesn't have to be this huge life-changing event. Did I set a boundary today? I identified there was drama and chaos in this relationship. Good. Did I go and set my boundary? Yes. Was it sloppy? For sure. Does it matter? Not at all. Did I do it? Yes. And taking pride in that that's a step in the right direction. For the next day. Oh, my work life is chaos. I need to put something in around my schedule. Did I do it? Yes. Did I experiment to see if it's working for me? Yes. Is it? No. Do I have to redo it? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm still working in the right direction. It doesn't have to be this idea that it's like success right off the bat. It's the willingness to go do it. Yeah. It's And it's not expecting, again, perfection right away and for you to be perfect at it and you to be successful at it right off the bat. It's about giving yourself permission to, to do it and do it imperfectly and to learn from, you know, how you did it imperfectly and to do it a different way next time. Yes. And to just do it more often so you're comfortable with it. Practice, practice, practice. Practice. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. The more it becomes your norm, because that's what you're doing on a regular basis. And the more you're honoring you, the more you have energy, the more love and joy comes back because you have enough energy to come back to being you. And that was one of the biggest lessons I learned being a mom where I was a mom as a mom up in the Arctic uh, with no daycare running a business and I was exhausted I just went there I was like what am I doing what is this <laughs> something needs to change and it was the small steps because I didn't have that much energy right off the bat the idea of this monumental change in my life was overwhelming so what was something I could do today and then just celebrate I did that thing today then do another thing tomorrow. And that something small and then celebrating really built momentum. So over long-term, 
I now get to say I have good boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. So it's, and yeah. And it's, so it's as simple as just like looking at like one little thing, one little step, one small boundary to put into place, practice that, get that momentum and big, and then you can build those bigger boundaries. For sure. Amazing. Makes me very happy when women flat out can just say no as a sentence and really do the self-check-ins to honor them. Mm -hmm. And when you're a mom and you're doing that, your kids learn from you. Mm -hmm. It means you get to be part of the next generation that learn boundaries. And especially if you have a little girl. I have a little boy, so he get taught boundaries more in business. Typically, men do. They get mentored in a different way. I don't have a little girl, but little girls need that. And they need to see their moms doing that specifically because they're going to model you. As much as I wish my son modeled me, I will not be his primary model. Though I can have beautiful ways of shaping and putting and helping him grow, I will not be his model. And I'm okay with that. But for the little girls, you are their model. It's their mom. Mm -hmm. And if you can show them what it is to put in boundaries physically, but what you will and will not allow to touch you emotionally, what you will and will not accept in terms of what's being spoken to you or your mental health and how you're feeling intellectually around holding true to having an idea being smart as a female and spiritually you're allowed to have whatever religion with spiritual basis you want. You're allowed to communicate and practice without anyone saying or changing anything around that next generation of women come out so much stronger and so much safer than we ever did. I'm really excited about that. So, <laughs> so again, practice, 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 so that again, our kids can have it right off the bat in a way that we never got to. I want to say that gets to be the external reason. Mm-hmm. But what I want moms to really hear is yeah. you first. Yeah, that's the byproduct of you taking. And putting in the boundaries. That's the natural byproduct. You get to have energy. You get to be part of the conversation. Your needs, your wants, your dreams. Get to be up front. And that's good. But it needs to be for you first. The byproduct becomes the next generation. Side benefit. Side benefit. Side benefit for our kids. Us first. I love that. Thanks, Dr. Liz. Okay, so I'm sure there's people out there being like, hey, where can I contact this Dr. Liz? How can I how can I find out more about her? What's going on? How can people get in touch with you? The easiest way to get in touch with me is to go to the Bolin Health Institute website, which is www.b as in Bob O. L as in Lemur, E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Health Institute, 
com. And if you want to actually speak to me directly, I love having Zoom teas with everyone. You can go book a Zoom tea with me on the actual website. And I love, I love talking to moms. I've been there. I am there. (laughs) (laughs) So any of the ways that I can help uh, book a Zoom tea. And uh, yeah, that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Amazing. Perfect. We'll put a link to that in the show notes so that we can make it easy peasy for everyone. You mean so I didn't actually have to use the Lemur and Edward and Nancy using now? Okay. (laughs) I I loved it though. I loved it. I was there for it. (laughs) So (laughs) let's switch gears and talk a little bit about, well, you know, I'm sure we have some small super mom moments, mama mess ups, and mama must have to share. Um, I'll start. My super mom moment started with a mama mess up um, where last week, of course, it was cold. It was like minus 10 at least. And the car wouldn't start. Because I didn't realize that there was a light on that has somehow got turned on and didn't get shut off. So car wouldn't start in the morning. It's like 7.30, wanting to get Frankie to day home. So then it's like, okay, well, I'll get my AMA. Um, you know, AMA, CAA, those, that kind of thing. Anyway, they can come. Boost me up. No problem. You know, because... Uh, uh, Frankie's dad is already at work. So I go, oh no, my my AMA is expired. Okay, well, I'll go online. I'll renew that. Uh, and I didn't have my wallet because I left my wallet in Frankie's dad's truck. So didn't have my credit card. So it's just like all these pieces. And it's like, okay, Frankie, it's just going to take us a little bit longer <laughs> to get to day home today. And it was just a matter of like taking the steps to just like, instead of just pulling my hair out and freaking out, it was just taking a breath and just, okay, well, what can we do right now? And what support can I get? You know, I even, you know, touch base with my brother, my sister-in-law, because they live close by and touch base with, again, Davin to get my credit card info and all of those pieces. And it just, it all worked out in, in, and thankfully, it didn't take long for AMA to show up and and boost my car. They were there even before my sister-in-law came by. So I could just like send her back home and, and get Frankie to, to, you know, day home. And the fact that I also had some buffer in my schedule so that, you know, it wasn't a bunch of dominoes that fell that I had a buffer where it really didn't impact the rest of my day. It was just, it could be one of those silly, like, oh, you wouldn't believe what happened to me today. <laughs> so silly. So that was a little super mom moment, mama mess up rolled into one. <laughs> How about you, Dr. Liz? Oh, there's so many of those cool memories. <laughs> right? <laughs> So the other day I had just finished training um, one of the courses in integrative quantum healing and I was tired. It was the day I was taking off, you know, cause I had put me into my schedule and yet somehow my alarm didn't go off, which meant that nothing was getting done on time. And uh, that meant little man missed his first morning segment, which it was his star of the day moment. And they got to be the helpers the entire day. And he was super excited for it. 
So I went, oh crap. We ended up going in late. I ended up having to deal with a little bit of the hysterics. I got the, well, you know what? Why don't we go pick up some booster juice? Like, what's the <laughs> smoothie? Let's do one of these things that work and talked him into. And I was like, you're still going to get to be star of the day. You're going to be good. You're going to go in there. And you're going to be the best star of the day that there is. <laughs> so I had the little mess up of the, oh, I, you know, I didn't get on the important day, you know, where he needed to be there and wanted to be there to do all of his duties. And I still gave myself grace. I recovered mm. best as I could and slightly only bribed him. (laughs) (laughs) And then one of the super mom moments actually happened last night. So my son's dad and I are no longer together. So we have two separate households. And his dad refuses to respect boundaries. He is just one of those. And my son and I have a different arrangement, a different agreement. We, we we like to set and honor each other's space and requirements and needs. So he was telling you before he went to bed last night that his dad wasn't listening to his boundaries, even though he had set them. And I went, okay, so what do you do? He goes, I don't know. Like I said things and it didn't work. I'm like, I get that. And I, you know, let's celebrate you set them. And we had a conversation about him enforcing them and that stop. Like, no, you're not respecting my boundary. So dad, stop. No, you're not respecting my boundary. I'm going to go take some space now. And I got him to repeat those words out to me. Like, what do you say? What do you say next time? And to identify what's going on so he can enforce it and he gets the space that he requires and he just kind of looked at me and goes, thank you, mom, and gives me a big hug. He went, oh, my God, I did something right. <laughs> it was the most adorable thing. And mm. I'm waiting to the next time he actually gets to go use that little piece of super Oh, That's amazing. And to like, and to give him, again, the words to use and the practice so that he knows what to do. Oh, that's amazing, Dr. Liz. Yay. Yeah. Um, now, okay, I'm going to share a quick mama must have. I don't know if you have a mama must have, Dr. Liz. Um, mine today, I'm, I'm getting back into chia pudding. Super simple, easy breakfast, nice protein, nice fiber. So, um, and, and cause I love jars. I love to have things in jars. I love smoothies in jars. And so like chia pudding in jars, mix it up in the um in the evening night before throw it in the fridge ready the next morning so there's no like big prep time easy to again kind of throw in a bag as a snack or you know to for work for school what have you or at home so yeah my mama must have this week overnight chia pudding jars uh oh, i might even post a link to a recipe that i used super What's simple we want that recipe yeah um, for I- sure my mama must have mm-hmm. is getting a one day and a babysitter one day a week where you just do you. So I know a lot of like couples do date nights, but like you do one for whatever time frame, 
even if you do it after they go to bed, depending on the time, and just block out that time and do something for you, whether you're doing a facial, your nails, you're in the bathtub, whatever it is, one day a week, it's a must have. Put you back into your schedule. Period. That that goes in first. Nothing gets to go in it. If you need, if you had like an actual paper calendar, make sure that time frame is folded and stapled so nothing can go into it. <laughs> nice. Love it. Oh, Dr. Liz, we're gonna have to have you back to talk more about boundaries, especially uh I realize now that we didn't talk about what happens when someone refuses to yeah. follow your boundaries. So let's talk about that, especially with, you know, your, uh, your experience as a single mom. There's some yeah. single moms out there. There are a lot of them. Yeah, for sure. I'd love well, to go back. <laughs> oh, amazing. Thank you. Thank you for, for this conversation, Liz. Um, amazing. So now I'll just do a little quick share about what else is happening. My next hypnobirthing session for expecting parents looking to support their natural instincts around labor and birth and to maybe release some fear and anxiety is happening this month. So go to hypnobirthingcalgary.com slash register. And you can also join Dr. Lisa's new Facebook group, Wild Women Adventures Toronto. If you want to get on in nature, connect with other women, push yourself out of your comfort zone, you can check out the link in our show notes. Thanks so much for joining us again. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love for you to subscribe. Leave us a review and a five-star rating, especially if you love this episode. And tell your Perimond and Pulse and Mama friends about us too. So stay safe and healthy, everyone. Bye. Everyone. <laughs>